As the government warms to taking on the supply chain security risk, it's looking for technologies to enable visibility into what's coming through those shipping doors. Now a DARPA-backed technology called DUST, it stands for Diamond Unclonable Security Tag, is showing promise. Joining me in studio with more, Ophir Gathon, CEO of Dust Identity. Mr. Gathon, good to have you in. Nice to be here. What is a Diamond Unclonable Security Tag? It sounds expensive. Diamond Unclonable Security Tag, or dust, is actually, it looks like dust. It's made out of diamond dust um, that we engineered to have some unique properties. And it's, uh, the diamonds are extremely small. So we're talking about nanometer uh, scale diamonds. And when they fall on the surface, they create a unique unclonable identity. Uh, you can think of it as a fingerprint or a snowflake. So every object has a unique identity. It's a serialization on the fly. Think of it as uh, maybe spray-on barcode that is extremely secure. And what is it about diamonds that makes them have this quality? It sounds like talcum powder could do the same thing. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so actually in diamonds, we can install an atomic defect that has some quantum behavior that we can monitor um, that allows us to actually know the angle, the specific angles of every individual diamond on the object. So when you look at thousands of diamonds simultaneously, you have extremely complex fingerprint. And I guess we should point out that even though we're talking about diamonds, the diamonds you wear are owned and distributed by cartels, which makes them expensive. But isn't it true that the majority of diamonds mined in the world end up as industrial abrasives? That is true, although uh, in, in for our application, we actually engineer diamonds that are synthetic. We want to have uh, fairly good control over what is made. So very similar to how the semiconductor industry is uh, using materials that are grown in the lab, we're using diamonds that are grown in the lab. Qubit zirconium unclonable security tag didn't quite have the ring of diamond. Well, it actually cannot possess the type of uh, defects, the type of physics that we need to deploy in order to secure the supply chain. And just out of curiosity, how do you grow a diamond? I thought Superman had to squeeze a piece of coal, you know, for That's a thousand exactly years. how we're doing it. Um, <laughs> so more seriously, there are two, two general methods to do it, either by chemical vapor deposition, uh, which is a fairly slow process but allows us to have very good control over the the entire um, quality of the diamonds. And then there is a process called high-pressure, high-temperature process that is actually quite similar to what you uh, pictured where we use uh, very strong forces to be able to take carbon and convert it into diamonds. And this is done in scale. Tons, metric tons a year are made that way. Now, in logistics, and before we get to how this actually works, the holy grail for many, many years has been ID tags, RFID tags, that are so cheap that you can put them on everything, even items that sell for cents or dollars, yes. yeah. as opposed to the side of a railroad shipping container, which has millions of dollars worth of stuff in it. Is it possible to do this in a way, I, I guess the answer is yes, that can be very cheap so that everything can have a tag of this nature? Yeah, I think that's sort of like one of the challenges that the RFID technology has been facing in the last uh, two decades is actually the fact that... Um, it's extremely difficult to get it to the right price point and the right footprint, and more importantly, the right security, uh, such that it can cover those very small items that are moving in the supply chains. So our approach is actually to use this material that may sound like a very expensive material to start, but it's actually extremely inexpensive to deploy. So we're talking about fractions of a cent per, per item. So in other words, you have a process that at scale then uses cheap materials, coal or whatever, to make whatever you compress into the diamonds, but it's it's the process that is really the the uh, secret sauce here. Exactly. Um, so the diamonds themselves, the amount of diamonds that we're using, the size of the diamonds that we're using, the source of the diamonds that we're using, make it extremely inexpensive to deploy. 
We're speaking with Ophir Gathon, CEO of Dust Identity. And so how does this work in a logistic situation? You've got this dust. It can be given a identity because of the nature of the, the angle and the imperfection built into it. Yep. Then what happens? How does it apply? So that's actually qu- quite easy to apply. There are different modes of application of the dust. Uh, you can spray coat. You can make the part out of it if it's made out of plastic. You can, spray, uh, you can paint it. You can uh, use printing methodologies. Uh, it's really designed to be uh, such that you can insert it at different stages in the supply chain. We cannot make the assumption that on day one, everybody will be able to have dust-enabled uh, supply chain. And we want we want to be able to do is actually allow for the asset owners, those at the end of the supply chain, those that are trying to protect uh, defense platforms, critical assets, and data centers on a commercial side, to be able to have the ability to deploy a solution as far upstream as possible in their supply chain that they have control over. So they need to be able to define gatekeepers. They need to be able to define what is the secure parameter in their supply chain and then be able to protect from that point moving forward. So the dust, in effect, is the equivalent of a barcode on something. Correct. Yeah, it's a barcode that is ultra secure. Right, because a barcode can be, I guess, fudged or reproduced. Once I see a barcode, I can replicate it many, many times. And actually, Amazon, I think it was in the... Wall Street Journal just recently um, just announced that um, they will have to deal with counterfeit um, products that are being sold in, on Amazon by allowing those brands to to have better control. And the root uh, element here is to be able to actually cast a, a unique identity on every object that is being made. So what happens then if I'm making a semiconductor chip, mm-hmm. then I apply the dust to it, and then there's some device that reads the dust Correct. and then records a number yeah. associated with that particular application of dust. Correct. Yeah. Think of it as a, as a credit card. There's diamonds that are falling on the object that makes the credit card. Then you have a scanner, which is effectively the point of sale. And then we have the authenticator or the clearinghouse that typically exists on the cloud or on-prem. And what you do is that you actually process a transaction, a credit card transaction, every time somebody is observing or recording information that relates to an object as it moves in the supply chain. So if the dust is on something, and suppose I rub it with my thumb, yep. and will that change the identity of it? In certain application, it is required that we will be able to alert the uh, stakeholder uh, that there was an attempt to tamper either with our identity or with the device itself. So think of dust being applied on a screw uh, that is on a, on a device. We can actually alert the user that somebody was trying to turn that screw and open the device. Wow. So this would be not just on the finished product, but every component within a finished product, even Correct. down to the, the screws or the pins. We, When we designed that solution, we had to really strip away a lot of the assumptions about what needs to be protected. Um, we were asked to protect rivets, screws, um, mechanical parts, extremely sophisticated uh, devices. And we need to be able to have a holistic, a universal approach to how to identify and authenticate objects. I guess in aircraft situations, the quality of a rivet really matters. It could be life and death, and they're easy to uh, fabricate or easy to counterfeit. Correct. So it looks like an aircraft-grade rivet, but it might be just a piece of junky metal. Correct. And, and I think that generally speaking, when you're thinking about trusting objects, when you're holding something in your hand, what is the information that you can relate to that object? And as the object becomes smaller and smaller and more sophisticated – there's actually very little information that is on the object itself. So the question really comes down to how do you connect data that typically is on the digital side 
And how do you anchor it uniquely and securely onto individual objects such that you can trust it, such that you can reduce, reduce the risk, not on just the object, but on the asset that this object is going into? So really the challenge then to a technology like this is not the technology or the dust. It's the infrastructure end-to-end to be able to apply it, read it, transmit the information, then read it on the other end to verify that what you thought was coming arrived. Correct. What we wanted to be able to do is actually shift where the security is defined and configured from the object where those objects propagate in the supply chain that sometimes are going out of the secure perimeter such that an adversary won't be able to compromise the objects themselves and shift that security into the infrastructure to allow for the CIO, the CSO organizations to be able to have better visibility both on the upstream and downstream operation. And it sounds like, just as a technical detail, a very tiny amount of dust can identify something. Correct. Uh, our minimal footprint is effectively the cross-section of a human hair. Yeah, so that means that even on a large object, part of the security could be, where is the dust? Correct. And only you and the supplier would know that, in theory. And so if someone sticks it somewhere else, even if they got dust, well, it's not supposed to be on side Z. It's We only know it's on the belly on side F. That is true, although there's no security by obscurity over time. Sure. Um, so that notion of, of not knowing, um, we cannot rely on that given sort of like the type of threats that uh, we're facing today at the nation state. Sure, but uh, you could change it week by week, say, as part of the security system. Exactly, and I wouldn't think of dust as, as a single uh, point on one object. The entire object can be covered with millions of touch points uh, that will allow for our stakeholders to change the position of where the identity is actually need to be verified at different stages in the supply chain as it moves from a open supply chain to a secure supply chain to a classified perimeter. So coding something with it doesn't affect the qualities of that thing? It's actually a coding itself. Uh, So the diamonds are encapsulated inside a polymer matrix that is calibrated for the specific environmental conditions that this object is going to go through from cradle to grave. So if it is on a screw that's going to get screwed in somewhere, then the dust would come off. But at that point... You're okay because you've got the screw that you verified. Correct. So the operator will typically verify the individual component before they do the installation, and then that actually can reapply additional dust to be able to provide protection moving forward. And what is the status of, I mean, you have a company now that was DARPA funded that has created this dust. What's the status of the whole program? Overall, I think that within the DOD, there's a lot of great efforts that are being made. DARPA is, is taking the lead uh, um, around building better tools, and there are several tools that are being uh, developed today and uh, experimented today with. Uh, but there are other parts of the Department of Defense where uh, other tools are being are being developed as well. And I think that overall, I'm highly encouraged by the level of effort, the level of focus um, the amount of attention that this uh, subject is taking because it's a fairly complex problem. We don't believe that there's a single solution that will be able to cover everything. So it's really about being having a layered approach to risk-based uh, mitigation of, of those extremely difficult challenges that we see in supply chains. Ophir Gathon is CEO of Dust Identity. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. We'll post more information and a link to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable. And 
Well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.